Hey, we are live. Welcome to the Confidence After Dark podcast. The main mission and focus of this podcast is to help couples listen to one another, understand one another, and learn to create a healthy environment for your family using the power of femininity, intimacy, and vulnerability. All you do is fight and argue, say mean and hurtful things, or do hurtful things to each other. You love each other and you want this relationship to work, but you just don't know how after everything you've been through. If this sounds like you and you feel lost, subscribe to this podcast. Because when you thrive, everyone else around you thrives. So in today's episode, I have a special guest. Her name is Vada. And she is a health and wellness coach um, of FitWell Fusion. So I wanted to um, wanted to ask her on to give her advice on things that we as women can do to improve our health, to improve our well-being, both physically and mentally, and to also see how we can include our partner in that type of interaction. And so I wanted to start off by asking Lada to introduce herself. So could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes, thanks so much, Alexia, for the introduction. I was like, wow, that's a lot of things. And then uh, a lot of things, you know, to speak on. So thank you for that. Yes, so uh, you did this really well. I'm a health and wellness coach. I have multiple professions, if you want to say. That's why in order to, you know, be like, I'm one thing, health and wellness. And really, that health and wellness-wise, I can speak about all my passions, which are relationship, which is health, which is a really big thing as language and how we can use language to actually create what we want in our life. How can we move towards happiness? Um, those are the, the overall topics that I could cover. And then my partner, Ryan, and I, who is my business partner and also my life partner. So that in itself yields the opportunity and the challenge for a lot of things. Um, and we have, for example, the, the newest program we have, we call it Get Unstuck, Take Action, and Then Be Happy. Because we're like, okay, so to life, there's phases, right? Some of us, or maybe even a lot of us, are stuck uh, yeah, are stuck in the phase where they're like, oh, I'm stuck here. I want to get out of something. I'm in a situation, whether that be towards your health, financially, with your, um, with your relationships, all these things, right? You can be stuck in so many ways, um, stuck in your own mind. So first thing is you... You would go there and you'd be like, well, what do I want? I want to get unstuck. So you create sort of a goal for yourself. So you add some goal setting to it. We, we like to go a little bit above that. So we're like, we call it a dream because it could be your life dream your, or your life purpose. Maybe you could be like, okay, well, let's move towards this one thing or maybe smaller things that I actually want to do. So you're like, cool, now I know where to, where to move towards. And now I can be like, okay, let's get unstuck. Where do I want to go? I got my GPS, you know, I'm like, okay, there's the destination, I'm going there. Where's my roadblocks? So 
Now I have to take action. What am I doing? How am I doing it? What's coming in the way? And then you can speak about really a lot of things, right? Um, roadblocks could be the environment you're in, toxic relationships, uh, illnesses. These are all roadblocks along the way where you can be like, okay, um, I would like to overcome those because my big goal, move towards happiness. Now you can call happiness whatever you want, right? Like some people call it bliss. Some people call it my happy place. If you, so I'm also a yoga teacher. So in yoga, we would call it samadhi and samadhi is Sanskrit and just means the bliss state. You know, you can come at this from so many angles. And um, yeah, so you, it, it really is about though taking action because we come across some people these days and I halfway agree with that statement. Manifestation, right? I love that word. So powerful. It's like, let's manifest what we want in our life. Yes. Let's get clear on what we want. So get like really specific. What do you want? That's where goal setting comes in. Really write out your dreams. Don't be like, oh, I want to get there and there in soon. Okay, well, that's very unspecific, right? So how about, what would be a good example like relationships right so your podcast about relationships so i would like to improve one relationship by the end of the next month how well you could be like okay what's going wrong maybe there wasn't enough communication by actively engaging into three conversations about how we can improve our communication meaning our relationship so that's a very different goal than being like, oh, I really just want to improve my relationship. So now you know what to move towards. And then now it's the point where you're like, am I just going to manifest this magically or am I going to put on the action? So now it's like, okay, well, now I actually have to send that message. I have to go to that person and be like, hey, I would like to talk to you. Maybe I have to apologize. If the relationship isn't great, maybe I need some vulnerability, some getting out of my comfort zone to being like, okay, <clears throat> what went wrong? What can I, what, where can I claim responsibility for? Where can I forgive myself, the other person? And I'm really taking action because that's where I hear a lot of people being like, oh, you know, I just want to manifest this amount of money. Or, yeah, sure. You could do that. Are you putting the work in? Are you putting the work in to put into a relationship? Because I was there too. I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to learn Spanish on the top of my head just because I want to right now. No, now I'm listening to the podcast. I'm really doing the work and I'm improving a lot really fast because I set a goal. I know what I'm working towards. And then once you're doing that, you are arriving at your happy place, whether that be the overall happy place or a temporary one. And then you build up from that. So that was like a really quick overview. Well, not that quick, but you know, like an overview of how I do these things. Um, yeah, yeah, I hope that made sense. <laughs> it definitely did. And I feel like you pointed out a really great point, right? That is not just enough to have a, have a goal or have a dream or just to, you know, say that you want to do something. We want to do a lot of things, 
But the most important part is putting action and a plan behind it, right? So that we know how to get there and we can use that plan as a guide to direct our steps in order to make sure that we're staying on track, that we're not, you know, going off somewhere else, that we're staying true to the goal that it is that we want to achieve. So especially when it comes to manifestation, because for the last couple of years, I feel like that's been a big word. You know, everyone's just throwing that out there. Like you could just manifest anything. You could just manifest whatever and it'll just appear. But no one's really telling you that you also have to put in a lot of work and that work isn't always going to be easy. It's not going to be within your comfort zone. Like you said, it's going to require you to do things differently, to look at things differently, maybe think differently and, and things like that. So it's not enough to just want something or expect it to magically appear through manifestation, but you, you got to also put some put some magic, your own magic behind it, your actions and and things like that. So I think that's a, a really good point to speak out about because not a lot of people do that. And that leaves, you know, people who are unaware or misinformed to think that, you know, they, they don't have to do too much or they don't really, they can just pray or whatever and it'll just be there it should just be and it it can lead to a sense of I guess entitlement you're getting comfortable and you're not really pushing yourself and I feel like in order to to really manifest especially big things big goals and big dreams you really have to push yourself outside of your comfort zone so I thought that was a really good point and so I wanted I wanted you to tell us as a health and wellness coach, what what it is that your business does? Like, how does it help um, women or men be able to have a more fulfilling life, a more healthier life, and to be able to bring themselves to their highest level? So then they can better take care of, you know, everyone else around them if they need be. Yeah, thanks for the question. And I just wanted to ask how nicely I thought you rounded this all up. And I, I'm really grateful that you're like, yeah, this is amazing because you're right. Not that many speak people speak out about that because um, the concept of magically manifesta- manifesting as a little nicer and easier right the other one is like right work (laughs) yeah (laughs) right so um so I I literally told you one of the taglines so because we're still in the process of forming that it's very organically um so that's our newest tagline and if you check it out it might have shifted a little bit just because as we improve as we get clearer and clearer on our message we just literally improve our message as we go so right now um, it would be the get unstuck, um, take action, and then be happy. So, so we have a Facebook group, a free Facebook group with a free six weeks program. Because, you know, people like, what is a health and wellness coach? 
And I'm like, wow, I could tell you all my credentials, whatever. I could tell you anything else, but what really matters is what are you going to get there, right? What, what are you getting by connecting with me, by listening to me, with, well, me and my partner, actually. Um, so that's why we want to tell you, well, you're going to get unstuck, you're going to take action, and you're going to be happy. So that's our promises and how we tie that all together. So we think about health holistically. So that means that we look at everything together. Um, I've seen it spelled two different ways. I've seen it spelled with a WH and just an H. So I don't really know which one's true. Both make sense to me. So just as looking at the whole thing, whether you're looking at the body as a whole and being like, oh, okay, I have a pain. Well, you're not treating that pain. Let's look at the root cause. Why do you have pain? Where's it coming from? So... I can, you know, I can speak about all types of things, right? I can speak about diet. I can speak about movement. I can speak, speak about relationships. And then one thing that ties this whole thing together as well is um, our mind, mindset. So in that free six weeks, well, the reason why it's free is because we want people to be able to know what we're doing. What is it that you guys are doing? So that's why you can just... Go check it out and be like, this is interesting or this is not for me. Because, you know, I don't want somebody to figure out after three sessions, oh, I don't even like that coach. Why would somebody want to pay me for that? Let's rather have them, you know, try it out and then be like, oh, my God, I really want this. I want to work with the people that really want this. So that's why things are there and there's options. You know, if somebody gets all the information from that group, because I'm giving very similar information, right? Um, I give you a lot of attention in the free group because people can really get it with that. I, I've got a lot of free information in my life and I'm super grateful for that. So now we're both in the position to give back. And then some people value information a little more, I want to say, when they pay for it. And I've also been there. You know, I <laughs> there's one thing I valued so much more because I paid a super high ticket price. So I get both ways and that's why we have offerings for all the people ideally we we're thinking it would be for women but honestly anybody who resonates with this we have some men in there too because yeah why not i just felt that women are generally a little op more open maybe to the idea of healing and i've seen there's a certain dynamic and that's okay there's also now this really ties back to like a bit more of the masculine and feminine energy um which does not mean that they have to be tied to that, you know, masculine energy doesn't have to live in a masculine body because in the end we're balanced. That's one really okay. big concept too, right? Like balance. So I, if I want to be balanced, I would balance my masculine and feminine energy, both of them. And I would draw from whatever I needed in. So yeah, it would really be, we would start with the mindset um, part first, you know, because let's say somebody's really stuck on nutrition or somebody's really stuck on relationship or whatever. Well, what's their beliefs? What are they really thinking about? Um, because I can, like, I can give people a diet plan. I can give them a workout plan. I can give them anything. I can give them all the tools. I can drag them to the gym, you know, put the right food in front of their face. 
But the thing is, I'm making them do it. What is holding them back from making it doing the make making them do it themselves from them having the motivation? And usually that's deeper belief systems that they might not even be aware of that override anything else. Because this comes down to some stories that might be something where you deep down you're thinking, I'm just not worth of this and that. Or, you know, relationships, concept of love, you know, how many people I talk to. And when you really go down and you talk about affirmations and all these things, you realize that these people just right now, at least right now, cannot say I love myself and actually believe it. And that's where it comes in with affirmations these days, because there's so many affirmations off the shelf. And they say, oh, believe in this, believe in that. You're beautiful. You're this, you're that. Yes, they're nice. We want to believe all these things. And do we? How about making them believable? If, uh, if it's okay, I would like to give you one example here that I found really um, powerful, um, how I would work with an affirmation like that. Yes, please. I would like to know, like, how do you make the affirmation believable? Because I know that was a struggle for for me um, in the beginning was I would repeat the affirmations, but it, it didn't seem like it was working. I, I would still struggle with negative, negative thoughts and negative self-talk. So it's like, how would you make the affirmations and you believing that you love yourself and you're worthy of love I would like to know that right um do you want to give me one that you heard a lot of people say you want to give me one of yours or should I just give one that I like to take as an example here an affirmation mm -hmm. well my personal favorite is I am enough but it can be hard to believe that you're enough because we're in a culture where your your worth is sort of is a lot dependent on what you do. And the more that you do, the more that you have, the more worth you mm. you know, the more you're viewed as as worth worthy or you know, yeah, have value. Worth means money. Yeah. Oh, I love yeah. that one. Let's do that one. That's great. Okay. okay. So this is a you can use this almost as a cookie cutter approach. It's very easy. Now, one thing before, um, I also do breath work. So when I do breath work, and I mean take a breath, I mean to really breathe fully into the belly, you know, where the diaphragm, like lower than the diaphragm, the belly really expands. So when you take a deep inhale, you really expand the belly right now and slow exhale out. And you actually feel the body moving up and down. It's it's expanding you as you exhale, and it's getting like it's relaxing you down as you um. Yeah, I just did it. <laughs> I was great, just doing right? it. Yeah, nice. I love breath work. It's so good. So when I'm gonna say, "Well, now breathe with the affirmation," that's the type of breath I'm talking about, like the really deep, expansive diaphragmatic breath. So let's take the I am. Uh, worthy no worth it or worthy i am enough oh enough right okay so i am enough now when you say that when you say the statement or whatever affirmation you're working with you say i am enough and then you breathe now you if you feel like if you're like oh this is amazing i love this like this is me perfect then i would take that affirmation because it's you if you're like oh, yeah right 
then we have some tinkering there. So then you could start by saying, I could be enough. So then you say, I could be enough. And I would actually write it out. I would write out, I could be enough. Then, then first you have it out of paper, you can look at it. And then you say it out loud, I could be enough. And then you breathe. And then you're like, can I believe this? Because it's not about the message at the end, right? Obviously, we're going to move you to where you're like, yeah, I am worthy. If you want to put some swears in there, you, you're like, I am F worthy, right? Like whatever you believe, right? Yeah. It's just, if you right now are like, ah, the I could be worthy still is not quite it. Cool. Have you been once in your life worthy? Is there any evidence how once in your life, at least you feel worthy? And if that's the case, if it's not the case, please contact me. If it's the mm -hmm. case, you can work on this on your own. So then you could be like, okay, I was worthy once in my life. Or at least I would like to put the, I was worthy at least once in my life. You write that down, you breathe. And then you're like, yes, of course. Okay. I was worthy sometimes in my life. You breathe. Yes, of course. Because then you like you start seeing it. So what we shifted right now, when you see that first perspective, you look at I am worthy, all in your sec, like you're focusing on the times when you weren't worthy, right? So um sorry, I'm mixing up, right? Enough because I'm well, they're both pretty <laughs> much right, this, what I'm equating the same. Right, yeah. right. Because in my head they're just um See, because I didn't write it down, that's why my head just gets annoyed. I'm just going to type it out right now so that I'll actually work with the right affirmation. Because uh, apparently I'm so, there we go, enough. All right, because I'm so used to just writing everything out that I'm demonstrating right there why I like to work um, with pen and paper or actually online I work off Google Docs. Because literally two people can be on the same page, like literally. Mm -hmm. And when you write things down, before they're right in your face, you can't, you can't see them. You can't look at them. So you take right. them out of your face. You put them on paper. You're like, whoo, okay, there's a pretty big statement that I right now are not believing. And literally, it's just right now. So if you're like, okay, I am enough. I'm sometimes enough. You're like, yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm sometimes enough. Okay, can I go to, I could be enough. So that's a step now, right? Because we're going from sometimes to generally. And if that's still, you're like, oh, I just don't want to make that transition right now from the sometimes to the could. How about often? I'm often enough. That's really good. And often can be, you know, often can be, however much you want it, when you're like, well, it's actually a lot, then you go like, I'm very often enough. Yeah. And then you, you just like start wrapping it. And then if you're like, okay, well, that's it. Today I'm staying with, I am very often enough. You breathe it, you repeat it. And then, you know, keep going next day, next day, however much you like it. And then eventually you're like, very often, yeah, I could be enough as a person, right? And then you're like, oh, now I cultivated the idea of being enough so then you're like okay i could be enough and you breathe and eventually once you believe that it 
It doesn't matter how long that takes. It literally doesn't matter. Once you believe I could be enough, then you're like, yeah, I can be enough. You know? Right, and then right. once you believe that, I am enough. Boom. We're we want affirmations to be really short. Some people have paragraphs of affirmation. Who wants mm -hmm. to read a paragraph? You want to yeah. have your three to five really strong affirmations, right? So that's why, you know, with some some um with some of my affirmations, I went all the way down to could and sometimes like mm -hmm. So I went all the way down to at least one time. Yeah. So and it's like it's like a build up. You're you're building yourself up to it. Yeah. I'm cultivating the idea because before, like our brain is so focused on the negative. So if I give you a statement, let's say if I told you, oh, you're so beautiful, you have an amazing voice, you're great at podcasting. And there was like, I can honestly mean that. I can see that. I can see the evidence. If there's something small in you that doesn't believe that, then you're just not going to believe me because your belief system overrides whatever I say. Somebody's belief system is going to override whatever that affirmation says. That's not them. So, and there, there's also a really interesting part of the back of your brain. So it's called the reticular activating system, mm -hmm. which is, have you heard of that? Yeah, I, I used to work in the medical field. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. So uh, would you like to explain that? Should I explain it? What do you think? Oh, no, you go ahead. Okay. You go ahead. Because, you know, it's not, I'm, I'm not explaining medical. I, I don't think I understand it. medical, to be honest. So I'll just say, and then you can <laughs> add anything that's more medical. <laughs> that's perfect. And I can learn from that, too. So as what I understand, well, now I'm being tested. Amazing. Okay, so it's the back of the brain. It sits on top of your spine. And I like to describe it as a telescope. Because there's so many things in life that could distract us, right? So, so many things, you know, notifications on your phone, people here and there, like so many information, we have to narrow it down. We have to put our telescope, be like, okay, I'm only focusing on this. I'm only focusing on that. Cool. Wow. That obviously pushes out a lot of information. And now the RAS, so your reticular activating system, focuses on the things that the things you are they are important to you mm -hmm. now this can be anything if you are putting a lot of negative emotion inside you it thinks oh negativity those emotions whatever this is is important let's give them more evidence so it literally goes and anything nice it would be ah, not important to that person oh this nice gesture mm, let's focus on the negativity so it like blends it out you might not be able to see it and a good example there is if you ever bought a car maybe you go out of the dealership, all of a sudden the car is everywhere. And you're like, what happened? Did this car just magically appear? No, right? Because mm -hmm. it was there before, but all of a sudden you bought that car, you put a lot of money in. Your RAS now is like, okay, this is important. Let's focus on this. And it appears. Same make, same model. Sometimes even sitting in a car, you realize, you know, now the other cars around you. And it's really interesting because there's so many cars, so many models. And that's where, where you can test this. So now um, why I bring this up is because with the I am enough, your RAS is so focused on giving you negative evidence why you're not enough that you literally can't see where you're enough at that moment. And then you could start seeing it by you saying it where you, start, where you believe it, whether that be at the I was at least once good enough or when, whether you start at the I could be good enough you're wrapping it. You're with the um with the breath. You're 
manifesting the idea. Well, actually, um, the word I wanted to use was um, your like you're putting the idea in there. You're um, you know, you're working it in. You're starting to believe it, and then your RAS is like, oh, cool, something new. Let's give them more evidence of that. And all of a sudden, mm. you're like, oh, yeah, I was worthy. Sorry, I was enough there. I was enough there. Look, I was enough a lot. And it might have just been blended out before. Because it wasn't so important. Right. So it's all about um, shifting your focus. That's mm-hmm. that's what you're saying, shifting your focus. And, and, and using that to provide evidence. Yes either for or against something mm-hmm. and yeah. evidence I think I great thing that you brought that up because I talk about that too it's super super important because there's a lot of stories in our life right a lot of thoughts we think why other people do things why things happen blah 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 starting to look for evidence for these stories let's just say somebody else was you know somebody was doing something or like oh this is this and that maybe but is there evidence? Because if there's not evidence, then you're just guessing or most likely you're projecting onto the other person. And I find that is a super important one with um, with relationships that we would pro- project onto other people. Let's say um, maybe- Yeah, I was I'm thinking the same thing. That happens a lot in relationships, especially um, when you make a lot of assumptions about the other person and like you said you you then you start projecting onto the other person and mm-hmm. yeah so could you talk a little bit more about how it can like impact relationships when you're when you're um when you're more so making assumptions versus finding evidence to support what right. was so going I would- on Right, of course. I would love to talk on that. And I actually, if, if I can, I would give you an example too, how you can shift a sentence like that um, okay. if, if you want. So um, this comes to a word. Now that might be a little off-putting for some people. It's called victim mentality. That mm. literally means things are happening to me, right? I'm yeah. here, poor me, everything else is happening to me and I have no power. Now, this is a habitual thought process. Nobody, nobody, nobody is born a victim. It's, it's an acquired personality trait, uh, which means it's acquired, which means we can de-learn it. We can learn something new. Um, what I've seen with projections in relationship, so it's conflict language. It really just boils the, um, it stirs up the conversation. People get, get triggered so fast. They yell at each other. There's also no breath in the conversation, right? So people that are angry, angry, they barely breathe. They're like gasping for air, like, oh, you did, you know? Like yeah. really, really, yeah. oh my God. So totally emotions and just projecting. So let's say, and you tell me if that's a good sentence, otherwise I'll do another one. You never listen to me. I think that's a rather common one. Yes. Right? Definitely. So let's, <laughs> let's imagine, and also I can be me as an example. So let's say that's me. And I say to my partner, you never listen to me. Now, what happened there? I have two people in the sentence, right? I have you, which is my partner, and I have me. So you, which means my partner, is the, let's call him villain. 
he's a bad guy because you know he's doing something to me he's just not listening and here's me and I can't do anything because you know I can't make him listen so that creates an image of me being super helpless and I'm just you know running around like the imagery it might be different for other people but I would think like I'm just here trying to wait for his attention and he's just not listening okay so what if I told you that that's the outline for a projection and if we want to move from conflict language to architect language so like in a positive way it cannot be two people in a sentence because all i can speak about is one person so either now i would have to switch it and say you never listen to yourself which then means my partner never listens to himself and then i'm like whoa what just happened okay so if my partner never listens to himself well how can he listen to me so i might even move into compassion i'm like okay or other thing might be i'm projecting myself and the real thing here would be i'm never listening to myself so you see we're going two ways and then you would be like which one seems more true like in this scenario, would it be my partner who's never listening to himself? Or would it be me projecting that I'm never listening to myself onto somebody else and I should go now, I never listen to myself. And that later statement, that's where people like, okay, because that puts the responsibility right on you. The first one puts the responsibility on your partner. And honestly, if the responsibility is your, on your partner, you're not even in a sentence. Why would you get offended? It has nothing to do with you. The other one, however, all to do with you. And it's okay. You can start owning that. And then you can be like, okay, well, how can I make this better? How can I change this? Because you can change it. And an interesting thing is usually what I would do is I would take those projections and put them, move them into affirmations again, right? Because we have mm. a couple things in there that are still a little problematic never never is binary always mm -hmm. never is there is there literally an always or a never in our language very rarely so i right. would put in you often don't listen to me or you sometimes listen to me you know because yeah you know be more real about it because the other thing is like oh my god you never you know puts up the drama and then like you the have to thing. think like, is that really true? Because yeah. that was something that came up a lot for me in therapy was that I tend to speak and she called it definite. Mm. So I tend to speak definite language, the always, the never, um, all the time and, and stuff like that. And she would often challenge me like, so it's never been the opposite, you know, has has he ever you know get me to really think about it and then i'd be like well it was this one time well if it was one time then it's not never you know so you can't you can't use that type of type of language so i i'd be having to really hone myself in to not speak in indefinite language and and use more of like you said that often or sometimes or a lot and, and stuff like that, especially in, in conflict. Mm -hmm. And I'm really glad that you brought that up because that's a really good approach 
just being like, is this really true? Is it never, 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 never? I had a, I'm not going to go into the detail because it's the topic. Let's just say the topic wasn't nice. What I went through with my client and we were talking about, you know, something that she saw and I'm like, was it everywhere? Was it literally covering everything? Mm -hmm. Was there one little spot? Not, of course. And we toned it down to there was some whatever, you know? So on top, like on purpose, I blew it up. I was like everywhere, literally everywhere covered. Like, you know, I was like, um, what do you call that? Like just almost exaggerating. Comic. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> I was like exaggerating it like crazy. So that she was like, okay, well, like, okay, yes, like that's yeah. not true, right? Because then you're in your image, you can be thinking it was everywhere. But mm -hmm. was it really? Um and I mean, if she would have said yes, I'd be like, okay, well, let's work with that because I'm a no answers coach. I'm a questions coach. I only ask people questions. Um, and then when I give them affirmations, I'm like, hey, you prefer this or this. I give them an idea because I'm not in their story. So I'm outside of the story. So it might be like, well, what if this was true? And then they tell me yes or no. And if it's mm -hmm. no, I'm like, okay, well, let's look for something else. Then, you know, because answers push people away questions pull them in mm -hmm. and that's um i found that to be really really valuable so as you talked speaking indefinites using binary language same 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 right yeah uh, you sometimes listen to me well right um i sometimes listen to me that's because that's what i usually would do i when i project i would usually project myself onto somebody else and by the yeah. way, when you when you mentioned um, conflict there, when somebody throws something at you, let's say, throw me a like a projection like that. What am I doing? Like a sentence. Maybe like you always interrupt me or something. Yeah, yeah. You you never listen to me. You you always interrupt me. Right. I, so I, say, I don't yeah. think you care how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly so let's take the one you always interrupt me so let's say for some reason and we just met so I don't think you would say that but let's say <laughs> Alexia was just saying that to me she's like you always interrupt me so I hear that I hear an accusation now the normal way how a fight goes is like I'm like what the f did she just say like that's not true like I'm trying to defend myself because right. my I'm like <gasps> and then my breath is just trapped so if you say that and I start breathing low and slow, I stay calm. I'm like, oh, you always interrupt me means I always interrupt myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. That's her stuff. And it doesn't, it doesn't mean pity. Like I'm not talking about pity. I'm talking about noticing. And you can still respond to that thing. And I can be like, oh, please tell me how I interrupt yourself and uh, you so that I can, you know, avoid that in the future. I can, I can literally start looking for, um, for, for, for a fix for the situation or like a change in the situation. But when I like really um, breathe low and slow, I stay calm and my mind can focus on how can we resolve the situation? Because, you know, there might be some truth to it. And I really do not want you to believe that I'm just like, that's their crap and has nothing to do with me. I've done that. It did not go very well. <laughs> Let me just mm -hmm. say that. So I was a lot of issue in my relationship. Yeah, I got super rigid with this. I was like, this is your stuff. You know, my partner and I we were talking about spiritual bypassing. And yes, that type of technique 
has some qualities to it where if you use it so rigid, like a German, like me, like I just have to be the best at this and I have to do it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Let me just say it was a very uh, interesting week. I did that. And then right. I was like, oh no. Because then we were talking about slowly, you know, I'm like, oh, I can be a normal being around him. I don't, like, I'm not his coach. I'm a friend to people. I'm just your girlfriend. I can have emotions and I can turn on my coach hat and my good speaking and, you know, being good. Because I was like, oh no, did I just virtue signal to you? Like virtue signal the whole time. He's like, thank you for noticing it. I'm like, oh my God. And I hadn't realized before, you know, somebody who's so rigid about what they believe and they literally can't think outside of it at all, which I did for about a week because I was so excited. I just really thought it was going to help the world. And I know it could, but you know, at, at the world's time, not at my time. And mm. I, I, all, I'm, I, all I'm here to do is be like an example of what I believe in and if that resonates with people. Nice. If it doesn't, cool. Like, it's all good. So that's why I just wanted to bring that up because I see when I'm like, I literally watched an Instagram wildest stuff ever. I watched an Instagram video with my partner, another friend who did the same method as I showed to me. And talking about the RAS, right? The first two times we watched that video, about three minutes, the first two times, I literally did not hear the guy say, Last night, you accused me and yelled at me. It totally, like, I did not hear it. As, as if he hadn't said that. And then she was responding to that and she was explaining how it was his stuff and blah, blah, blah. And for me, who hadn't heard the first two sentences, I was like, makes a lot of sense. Like, that's what I would do. And like my partner was like, what? And then the third time, I was like, oh my God. So I was like, so stuck with this. I wasn't looking for evidence enough so that the RAS, for example, was literally able to block that out for me as if it didn't exist. And that mm. is wild. For me, it was like, okay, okay. Just, you know, there's a lot of power to this. And I want you, like, if you want to try this with your partner, really try it. I just really would, from the deepest depth of my heart, please do not go ahead and just anything your partner says, be like, that's their shit. Just, just try it. I did that. You know, yeah, yeah, I like that. That's 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 good advice, though. It it really is. You gotta, you you gotta teach yourself how to focus on what's most important. And I think that has been a common thing because we've moved from health to wellness to exercise to breath work to relationships and communication. And I see that a common theme has been um, setting a goal, um, mm. having a plan of action and shifting your mindset, shifting your focus and focusing on what's important, focusing on the evidence, what's, what's factual, what is reality and not just based on what you think or what you feel, but, you know, seeing things from, from different perspectives. And I think that really helps when you're in the conflict resolution stage, not just being so tunnel visioned on you, but also 
looking at your partner and like you said developing um some compassion when you when you shift your focus onto yourself and being able to communicate communicate better when you aren't projecting or bl- blaming or being stuck in a in a victim mentality like things are happening to you um when you you can still maintain your power and that's a big thing that I try to that I try to speak to and get women to see is that you don't have to be a victim in your relationship that you still hold the power and you can still you know take back your power make decisions that are best for you and being able to create that healthy environment for your family um instead of just letting things letting things happen to you and then falling into that that victim mentality so i loved everything you've been you've been speaking on i feel like that was a lot of good advice about conflict resolution about communication about the right type of goals about retraining your mindset I really like that, especially with the the examples of the affirmations, building yourself up to fully believing uh, a certain affirmation and things like that. So I appreciate you so much for coming on and speaking about all these different topics. You provided a lot of valuable advice. I hope the listeners are listening and will will take something from this interview and start to implement it because I, I think that it will definitely create some changes because a lot of what you were saying were things that I had to work on. And once I shifted, you know, the way I was doing things and the way I was thinking, things started to change and I became happier. I became um, able to express myself better, not always in a and in a defensive type of mode and stuff like that. So I can definitely agree that the advice you've given can work if you you put in the work. You know, like you've like you've been saying, you got to put in the work. It's not just gonna magically appear. You can't manifest, you know, a healthy relationship. You still gotta put in the work. Mm-hmm. So did you have any questions for me or um did you want to say anything else to to wrap this up? Uh, well, thank you so much. I loved. I was just listening to how you were, um, you know, summarizing the whole thing because I just love having like a summary and your insight on this. So I just love the conversation. That's why, you know, I know it's a podcast a little bit one sided sometimes, but that's why I love when you know you give some insight on that. Um. I would just like to say it really comes down to you when you want to become more happy, when you want to step into what you're here to do, however little or um, small or big that might be. I think it comes down to just being your true self and to get there, we just got to remove some masks. And for some people, it's a lot of masks because it's scary to be yourself, you know, um, because when you're your true self and somebody's like, I don't like you, it's very personal. If it's yeah. a mask, you're like, ooh, okay, I'll just drop that mask. It wasn't me anyways. But if somebody's like, Lauda, I literally don't like you. And like, I'm coming here as 
true as I am of right now could be different in five minutes. We'll see. We'll see where I get, right? But then then that could be scary for people. Yeah. And then, you know, yeah. now, like, I'm at this point, I'm like, oh, wow, nice. So what do you don't like? Maybe there's something I can learn from this. So mm. that's the thing. Try to really, if you can, start being a little bit more vulnerable, a little bit more yourself. And I learned when I get triggered, there's opportunity to grow a lot. I grow so much from when I get triggered, when I'm like, ooh, this, mm-hmm. So I listen to it. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, okay, well, that's just garbage. And sometimes I'm like, okay, that's really valuable. So that's just the last things I would want to share. And thank you so, so much for having me on the podcast. I really enjoyed it. And I just hope that it was in alignment with what you wanted and your listeners wanted, you guys, you know? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, definitely powerful ending. I, I, I like that. I like that. So go, um, if you could give us your, your information, where can we find you online? How can someone book a, book a call with you, book a session with you? How, how do we, how do we, um, if someone is interested in working with you, how would they go about that? Yes. So we're on, you know, the platforms like Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn, you go for fit as an F I T W E L L. So fit well, fusion like you know fusion and um then you can please join our free facebook group it's called well just go through our web through through our site because i think we're about to rename it right now it's called get unstuck realign with your true self mm-hmm. and soon it might you know so just go through the facebook or our actual um uh, website which is called fitwellfusion.com so it's the same as the you know fit well fusion.com and you have everything there we have um free 15 minutes calls they're called the coffee chat with us we offer an hour of free coaching gift sessions um but the main thing really if you want to get in touch try out the facebook group there's a lot of opportunities for you to engage and learn and there's there's a literal six weeks program you can follow that's already going to help a lot and if it doesn't let us know and then we'll figure out something else okay Sounds simple enough. Thank you so much for coming on and and giving um, a lot of good insight. I appreciate it. Make sure that you follow at Fitwell Fusion on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. And visit her website to book a free call at fitwellfusion.com. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got a lot of valuable advice, a lot of valuable information that you can take and begin to create change within yourself and within your relationships with others. So until next time, talk to you soon. Bye.